Hello and welcome back to the MRS Lab podcast, where we talk research and insight trends in 10 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Fletzimart Insight Manager, Sally Nichols. Sally, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Glad to be back. Yes, this is your uh, second episode. Glad to have you again. <laughs> Today, the topic we're going to be talking about is how to approach research design. So to get us started, Sally, how would you define research design? What does it typically involve? Well, I think the short answer to that is more than you think. Um, research design encompasses a whole range of things, really. Um, if you think about it in a couple of few snappy points, though, it's mainly who we may want to speak to as part of your field work, um, what do we want to ask and really what do we hope to gain at the end of it all. Um, and research design is sort of a really important aspect to nail as it will determine a few crucial things such as your participants engagement in the research, um, how much detail to, you'll be able to glean from your research and how well you can answer your clients objectives ultimately. Um, so it's really important to dedicate to the time to this uh, stage because it can be such a balancing act. Mm. And a very early stage as well. Something you need to kind of nail down right at the start of a project, um, almost before the start of a project sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything you would say you typically find uh, people overlook in research design, um, anything we should be paying more attention to that doesn't give the, or isn't given the amount of consideration it should be? Well, it's interesting that you say that this stage comes so early in the process. Um, one thing that really comes to mind, and whilst it doesn't sound immediately logical, um, your analysis and your output is something that you should be considering at this stage as well. Um, I guess the more experienced you become as a researcher, the more you find yourself asking at the design stage, okay, what will I get out of asking this question or these questions? Or how will I communicate this back to the client later? Because there's absolutely nothing worse than getting to your analysis and wishing that you'd ask something that you didn't think of sooner. Um, it can become such a source of regret. Um, you have to be thinking of what's going into your design uh, as a what's going to be beneficial at the end. Um, I suppose you could think of it like a machine where you put good things into it and it produces good things out the back. That's interesting that you talk about bringing it back to the output and what you want to get out of it, uh, right even at this kind of early stage in the process. Mm -hmm. um, do you typically find that you might go about research design differently for a qual study compared to a quant study? Are, there, are they generally quite similar or um, are there different approaches or considerations you might need to ha take? Oh, uh, to be honest, you could do a whole podcast on <laughs> the difference between quant and qual and the ways that you might sort of go about both of them. You really could. Um, 
but of course there's a, a few considerations that you you need to sort of bear in mind which will take you in one direction or another um things that will come at your client's brief that um will basically sort of direct you one way or another or whether you potentially need both um so you you might look at for example the way the clients described what they're looking for in the brief and you there's no hard and fast rule for choosing a method i suppose but there are inklings you get from having certain knowledge um so things like um if your client's looking to and they use the word you know explore explore a theme or explore a proposition or they want to identify customers needs um your quality senses might start tingling or if you're um testing the appeal of three new concepts for example or they're wanting to validate something or track something then that's when quant would probably spring to mind first but again it's it's not always that clear cut um and there'll be sort of aspects um that determine which way you go in um for example you um might know from your client's business um or you know that the stakeholder or the team will only listen to numbers or robust data um with that in mind it'd be a good idea to lean towards quant or if your clients after for example video evidence um to show their stakeholders or to show to the wider business then that could point you towards things like uh, focus groups you know um in home ethnography uh vox pops and that kind of thing it's interesting that you bring up some very practical considerations here because I think quite often as researchers it's quite easy to be led by what is the best methodology for this project from a almost purely academic point of view from a mm. how do we best answer this question but in reality in the real world there's a whole bunch of other questions that have to be considered alongside that I mean like you said what will your stakeholders listen to uh, not yeah. just what will provide the best data from a analytical point of view but what is influential Absolutely. to them yeah i think from a client's perspective and from an agency's perspective i wonder if it, it must seem like magic in some ways how <laughs> someone can have some questions then say this is how we this is what we want to know and then you can put that to your research and they can turn around and say okay well the, this is how we do that for you um i just think that's you know that from the outside could look quite a magical process. <laughs> so what would you say are maybe some practical ways um, that we as researchers can go about designing better projects? What are we missing? I think there's a few aspects that come under this sort of umbrella um personally and it's things I've come across um in sort of my 10 years of being in research and they come up time and time again but um just to sort of pinpoint a few really um it's always good to clarify i think that's really important um if you're not sure about something in your client's brief for example then you should definitely ask 
and don't hesitate to ask because it's in your best interest, it's in your project team's best interest to make sure you're all singing from the same hymn sheets. Um, and I know um, that can seem quite daunting to go back and ask those questions sometimes, but it, it, it there's no such thing as a stupid question. You should really be um, making sure that you've got everything pinned down. And on that sort of note, um, as an agency researcher, um, it can be quite daunting to challenge um, others on the project. So, um, I mean, who wants to say to someone, especially someone that's paying them, that something about the information that they provided, you know, doesn't sit well, or the way they've suggested framing a question, perhaps to participants won't get them what they want. Um, those questions can be quite tricky, but positioned in the right way, your client could actually be really pleased that you didn't just take their information that they gave you without, you know, thinking it through. So actually challenging can earn you brownie points almost. Mm, definitely. It's a tricky balancing act, isn't it? Um, between what will make the project best and what will give that the best chance of success versus that quite tricky question of going back to someone and saying this might not be the best thing to do can we rethink the approach here um but yeah i think like you say there's a lot of times where actually as the research expert as the person designing this study and knowing the mechanics of how it's all going to work together you really do need to do that to make sure it has the best chance of success and while Absolutely. it and while it might not always be feasible to change everything to exactly how you want it to go, at least being aware of those limitations um, up front can also be a good thing. I think that's really true. And um, something else you probably be, you know find beneficial as well is asking around, find out if anyone else has done the same project or type of projects as you put in an effective way or if someone's even done it before and there's things that you could learn from their experience to make it even better for your project um, just getting a different perspective really and getting a discussion going um, again you'll, you'll most likely learn something useful from that the power of sharing knowledge and learning from those around you indeed that's a great point to end on I think we are just coming up to 10 minutes now um, which is going to bring us to the end of our time and the end of today's episode. So thank you, Sally, for joining me. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everybody listening for tuning in. We'll be back in a few weeks with our next episode, where we'll be looking at proven strategies for connecting and engaging with research participants. Until next time, I've been your host, Chris Martin, and this has been the MRX Lab 